the stock market is the screen machine roller coaster. <laughs> it, it is it is a big boy it. roller coaster. Yeah, it goes up and down. But you don't have to be on that roller coaster. If you don't want the big highs and the, the big lows, you don't want those kind of swings, then you get on the Dahlonega Mine Train, which is <laughs> a smaller roller coaster. Still got ups and downs. You can make money, lose money. It's time for the Making Money Podcast with financial advisor, Lee Perkins. Glad to have you back on the Making Money Podcast. I'm Ben George. He is Lee Perkins, owner and financial advisor at JL Perkins Wealth Management. Lee, good catching up with you again. Uh, last time, or one of the last times we spoke, you're getting ready for your son's shooting competition. What did uh, yeah. how'd that turn out? Yeah, I think since the last podcast, we've done two. We did the Georgia State shooting competition in Savannah. It's the I think they bill it as the country's oldest sporting clay. facility and it's just a lot of history it's a great place Uh, my son did really really well Uh, he's he's kind of growing into himself as as a shooter and he did really well Uh, I can't remember exactly where he placed overall but um, he exceeded our expectations and then um, the most recent one that we went to was the junior U.S. Open which is in Georgetown South Carolina Kind of a, okay. a small place out in the woods, but the downtown area is really cool. Sits on the water. It's got some really neat restaurants. I've discovered ahi tuna, kind of a seared tuna. Oh, yeah. Good man, it, it was good. So we, we enjoyed going and doing that. And my son's team, um, I think there were there were 400-and-something shooters, three-man teams, and his three-person team wound up third place. So oh, wow. they did really well. So That's pretty we, awesome. And, and another one of our squads on our shooting team got first place. So we got first place and third place. And then our younger kids, they, they won their division too. So we, it was a great, a great time to just kind of be out and spend time with the family and watch some kids that can really shoot a shotgun. Sure. You're pretty proud too, huh? After that. Oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of, it's, funny and talking to my son because i can try to give him instructions i don't shoot (laughs) i can't shoot but i've watched enough of it to where i know where they should break the targets and so but he knows he's a lot better than me and sometimes he doesn't really listen (laughs) he doesn't really take my advice well that's pretty cool that's awesome we'll tell him congratulations i'll do it Uh, that's pretty cool does he have anything else coming up soon or is that it for no yeah we're going to ohio for nationals this will be the last one and this is in, I think, mid-July is when we do this. Okay. We'll go rent an RV. There'll be about 4,000 shooters there. Um, that, it's a huge thing. And uh, But we'll be there for, I think, eight days, uh, living in an RV for eight days. Had a blast last year. I think my wife's actually going to join us this year. Cool. Daughter's staying at home with some friends. But, uh, yeah, we'll do that. It's a big big tournament and a lot of, lot of fun. Well, great. Well, have fun. Good luck with that. And we'll get an update here on a future show and find out how everything went. Thank you. Good deal. Well, let's jump into today's show. I'm going to start a little headline uh, for you, Lee. I want to get your reaction to this because, you know, we've been talking quite a bit about COVID on this show, and I'm sure you have with clients in your office there in Macon. But there's a CNBC story uh, that the headline read this. More than 25% of Americans are rating their retirement accounts after a COVID-19 related job loss. Is that surprising? Is that about what you kind of heard or kind of get a feel for just day to day? That's probably about what I expect. It's really unfortunate when you think about it, but what it does is it points to a bigger problem, which is Americans 
don't save money in an emergency fund. Um, now I know we're, you know, as of recording of this, we're mid-June recording this, and this has kind of been going on. People have probably been out of work maybe for two or three months, depending on the situation. You know, if you're at the point now to where you're having to dip into retirement savings, that tells me you weren't prepared for the rainy day, and it has been raining, folks. Uh, I always tell people you need to have at least a six to nine months of living expenses. So we're not even emergency funded. We're not even at that point yet. So, you know, we've all seen the studies about how many people live paycheck to paycheck. And if you miss one, you're in trouble. Man, be ready because at some point in the future, there will be another rainy day. It may not be coronavirus. It'll be whatever the next one is. Have some money set aside. But yeah, the fact that 25% 25% are raiding their retirement accounts. Really kind of kind of sad, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a good point. We're, what, about three, I guess almost four months into this thing. So this would be about the time maybe people would start kind of getting a little more worried if their emergency phone was running out. But you would hope until this point, people had built up some savings to be able to do that. But yeah, that's the goal. Exactly, yeah. And I don't really want to sound like I'm coming down on people that right. have had to do that because... When you've got to, you've got to. But man, if you're you're having to do that uh, a couple of weeks in or a month in, then you know you've got some bigger issues that you got to take advantage of. Uh, you know, kind of going to address now. Yeah, and it's a lesson for the next time this happens because it will happen. So you want to make sure you are in position next time there's a big downturn or there's a pandemic or whatever that next issue is that causes the economy to have a problem and and, and really struggle that you're prepared. So it's a lesson learned, hopefully, for people that are having to dip into the retirement accounts because that's money you don't want to touch, right, for <laughs> for a long time unless unless it's an emergency situation. Yep, you got it. You dip into it now, you'll you'll pay for it later. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's have a little fun on the show today, Lee. Um, we, you know, we, we, we stay pretty straightforward for the most part on our financial topics, but I thought it'd be a little fun because we're all spending a lot of time on the internet right now. Uh, we do day to day, but especially now with, with quarantine and how everything's been going the last few months. But let's talk about keyboard warriors. You know what, you know what that expression means, Lee? Keyboard oh, warriors? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> I always say that you can find sometimes the dregs of humanity hang out oh. in, behind keyboards on comment boards. It's, it's crazy sometimes. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. It, it is uh, sometimes the lowest of the low. Uh, whether or not people are serious about it, a lot of times just people hide behind the anonymity and, and say whatever they want to, whether they believe it or not. They're just trying to stir things up and, and poke and prod people. But I wanted to, to kind of go that direction today and take some lessons from keyboard warriors. And I, and I pulled up a, a recent uh, article about COVID-19 and the impact it has on retirees. And we're not going to talk about that uh, article. We've kind of talked about a lot of the things in that article before, but I, I want to go to the comments and, and let's talk about what we can pull out of these comments and, and what these these things mean. Because, you know, whether people are trolling, sometimes, uh, you know, people are surprisingly insightful in comments. It's rare, but it happens. Uh, other times there's inaccuracies. There's a lot going on underneath there. So let's pull some comments and, and talk about them today. Uh, let's start with this one. It's not hard to figure out people. I've been living on $1,000 a week for two years now. That includes continuing to save, and I have a good existence. It's good enough for me. All right, so that's kind of the person that's out there saying, "Hey guys, I'm I'm fine. I don't know what you're worried about. I'm I'm doing this thousand dollars a week for two years, and and I got no no worries." Well, unfortunately, people will you know read this comment stream and and see this on here and 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 think, well, this guy's doing it. Why can't I do that? Comparing yourself to somebody else, comparing your situation to somebody else's situation, it's just a no win situation because. 
your circumstances are different than theirs. You you have no clue what's going on. And and honestly, you don't know if somebody's telling the truth on any of these comment boards. But unfortunately, I've seen people who will go in there and they will take financial advice from anonymous posters or how we're calling them today for today's show, Hmm. keyboard warriors. They are taking financial planning advice from keyboard warriors. And so, yeah, if this guy's doing it and has been doing this for two years, that's fine. That, that's great. Maybe he's he's done a good job, but be, be careful just listening to somebody like that because you, you have no idea if he's really being honest with you. Yeah, and you get a lot of exaggeration down there in those comments for sure. Um, no no question. Hey, the second one is 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 that 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 person that's very fearful. And maybe the fear is is uh is legitimate, but this comment kind of sums up uh, a lot of that. I really don't know how anyone retires these days with bonds paying about 0% and stocks at 1929 levels. It ain't going to come from gains in your portfolio even if you retire with 1 million dollars. It's not that much when you consider you could live for 30 more years in retirement. All right. Well, I would say maybe the second part of that statement has some some truth to it. Even if you retire with a million dollars, it's not really that much. You know, I, I guess we could we could say a million dollars certainly doesn't buy what it used to, and that's true. Million dollars used to be sort of the standard that people wanted to get to. But if you've got a million dollars and you're going to pull, you know, say four and a half percent off of that money every year, it's forty five thousand dollars. You know that. A year is that enough to sustain you in retirement? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but kind of the statement that he says prior to that, talking about you know bonds not really paying anything and and the stock market being at nineteen twenty nine levels, uh, that that's that's not true. The market is not at nineteen twenty nine levels. Uh, sure, as, as we were going down in that mid-February to mid-March, it felt like it. It sure went down quicker than it has in the past. But the stock market does this. It's what it is. The stock market is a roller coaster If because most of the listeners to our podcast live here in Georgia. Everybody's been to Six Flags. The stock market is the screen machine roller coaster. <laughs> it, it, is, it is a big boy it. roller coaster. Yeah, it goes up and down. But you don't have to be on that roller coaster. If you don't want the big highs and the, the big lows, you don't want those kind of swings, then you get on the Dahlonega mine train, which is <laughs> a smaller roller coaster. Still got ups and downs. You can make money, lose money. But yeah, somebody that's just saying you can't make money in your portfolio, that's just not true. They're sort of a prisoner of the moment, and they're buying into some of the hype that the media throws out there that the world is ending. Simply not true. I love the analogy to Six Flags. That's that's tremendous. Well done. Yeah. Really. Well yep. done. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. Third comment. This is uh, somebody that you would hope, maybe somebody you've worked with, Lee, might be in this kind of boat, but somebody that maybe takes seeing this oppor- as an opportunity to really put more money into the market and try to take advantage of all the, the lows we've seen over recent months. But this comment, I upped my contributions to my 401k during the COVID pandemic so much so that I can barely get by right now, but I'm trying to take advantage of the market while it's down. Hopefully it will pay off later. Of course, this was followed up. There's always a response, but this is actually a pretty good response. Good move. You're going to do well with that kind of financial discipline. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, I, I think we're kind of ac- accurate there. I, I'm a little bit torn with one of the one of the comments that they are uh, not torn, a little bit concerned of one of the comments that they're they're barely able to make it right now because they're putting so much into the 401k. I think it, it is important to continue to add money to your 401k, whether the market is up or whether it's down. And that is simply called dollar cost averaging. 
and you're going to, to put money in when stocks are high, when they're low, and over a period of time, that's the way to do it. Now, if you want to, for this person wanted to up the, the ante while the market was depressed a little bit, I, I think that's, that's a great idea. What you don't want to do is try to time the market. And I could almost read into the read between the lines here on, on this person's comment that they are trying to to time the market just because it's down. And that's that's fine if you just want to put more money in. But certainly uh, people who there are people out there that sell timing the market sort of programs. And you don't you definitely don't want to fall in that because nobody has a crystal ball. We don't know when the highs are going to come or when the lows are going to come. But that consistent putting money into the market all the time is the best thing that you can do. Well, there's always a know-it-all in the comments, Lee. There's always yeah, that yeah. guy, right? Well, yeah, how about, no, how about no, this no question. Uh, the market is only down 10%. If your retirement plans can't weather a 10% market drop, then you can't afford to retire. Keep working. Yeah, yeah again, another blanket comment that doesn't really hold any kind of water in, in my book. Yeah, if the market goes up or down 10 or 15%, um, you should be able to it should not affect your retirement. You should continue on with your, your plans. You certainly don't want to retire with just enough money that if it backs up just a little bit, it goes down the hill on the roller coaster, that it blows all your plans up. You certainly don't want to do that. But you want to make sure that, that you do have plans for the ups and downs, whether you are on the screen machine or whether you're on the Dahlonega mine train. Plan for it because it's, it's going to happen. But yeah, th- this guy's telling you to go ahead and keep working. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't take that guy's advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so I pulled two comments here, and they they show the different extremes you're always gonna you're gonna get on the internet. Two different differing opinions, and this is like this really wherever you look, whether it be TV or any form of media, but especially in the comments. So here we go. First one: My solution is to not retire until at least age 70, and then save, save, save. I could probably pull it off earlier, but why? So I could sit at home bored out of my skull. And then the second one. I would retire early to drop out of society. The caliber of intelligent people has gone way downhill. I'd rather use the privilege to spend time in my own mind. Yeah, that person that said the second part of that is a that's a little bit off the deep end, and in, in, <laughs> in my opinion, may, maybe both of these folks are crazy. Uh, the, the first one, their solution to retire until seventy, save, save, save. You could do that, but if you could retire earlier, I would ask the question: Why not retire earlier? You're not typically, none of us are going to get in better health as we age. So when I meet with somebody and they come in the office and they say, Lee, we would like to retire, but we're not now. And maybe it's, they're 62, but we, we would be okay with working to, to 70 if we needed to. What I'm going to do is sit down and work the numbers. And if we can make a reasonable projection based on all the data that somebody can retire at 62, I would much rather somebody retire at 62 and enjoy Eight years of retirement, eight years of better health, eight years of, of spending time with family or travel or doing whatever. Because if they wait until 70, they're eight years older, they've got eight years more of, of health issues potentially. Sure, they may have more money, but they're also not guaranteed more time on the back end. Because when that date comes, when our number is called, it's set. We And no, none of us know. And so I always say, hey, do you want to give your company another two or three years when you could go ahead and, and retire now if you're financially ready. That's how I, w- I would address that first first person. But, you know, unfortunately, being a lot of people will look at Social Security ages as their goals for when they're going to retire. And they base it 
simply because this is when I'm going to get full retirement Social Security. They don't consider anything other than 66 or 66 and however many months because they get full retirement. Well, I, I would say let's do the math and see what it looks like at 64. And many times people are surprised at how they are truly able to retire a little bit earlier. So yeah, don't just write it off and say, I got to work till 70. And if that second person wants to drop out of society, yeah, they can go do that. It's probably going to be a lonely retirement. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap it up on this one. Um, you know, there's always that person that that downplays everything that was written, right? That, that article is wrong. Well, this one, maybe this comment does make a little sense though, but Here's the person that you always see. This article is useless. It's all just guesswork until you have an actual plan. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like it might be a, a financial advisor <laughs> posting on the, on the article, but I promise it wasn't me. But I do believe in, a, in an actual plan and a very solid plan. Lots of times advisors will go on and say, yeah, they're just giving trivial information just to post an article. Um, but no, I, I, I do agree. A plan does make total sense. And, and unfortunately, most people don't have a plan. They, they have an account and they think that is their financial plan. But that doesn't address changing income scenarios. It doesn't address the death of a spouse or long-term care planning or how wealth is transferred from one generation to the next or taxes. There's a lot that's involved in, in a retirement plan. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people discount the value of it. So it's what we do in our office every day. So you know, I, I would say the, to the folks that are out there listening to the podcast, maybe you've been listening to it for weeks or months now, that this is what we do. This is how we, we help people put a, a, a financial plan together, an actual plan that addresses all the areas of retirement to make sure that you're ready for the what ifs that, that could happen. So, yep, that's, that's it. Very good. Well, those are your keyboard warriors. Uh, I thought it would be a little fun to go down that road, and I enjoyed it. We've all, if you've been on the internet at all, one time, especially if you've been on Facebook, you've seen these people. You know who these people are, and yeah. uh, it happens everywhere, even in financial planning. That's it. Take their advice with a grain of salt and talk to a professional if you don't already have one that you're working with. Absolutely. And, and, you know, that, that, should, that should go without saying with comments, but even for anything you see online, whether you think it comes from a very accurate source, still always bounce it off your financial advisor, that professional that you work with, make sure it is correct for your situation. That's what's most important. So Lee, we appreciate it. Let me remind you too, of course, if you want to get in touch with Lee, talk more about your plan and answer any questions you have about how COVID's impacting your finances, you can do so online at jlperkinswealth.com. You can also call their office, which is over there in Northside Crossing at 478-254-3550. So Lee, I appreciate the time. Enjoy this conversation. It was a lot of fun. Yep. It's a good show today. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. Makes me want to go to Six Flags too. I'll have to put that on the list. Yep. Yep. Don't go in July because it'll be way too hot. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, take Lee, care. take care. We'll talk All to you right. soon. Thanks, man. Investment advisory services are offered by J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.